Well, you can look at people that are successful all day, but until you stop, pause, analyze, and break down what they actually do, you ain't never gonna reach that level. Everything is a brand right now. You gotta maximize this golden opportunity of a lifetime. Don't get left behind. Put out your content. Show the world who you truly are so you can shine and you can live the life that you deserve to live. Gotta get it. You gotta go get it. See on top of What's going on? It's your boy Rich Lawen and welcome to Personal Branding Secrets. So this one is a special one because I'm gonna just tell you about my experiences, my two cents, observing extremely successful people, such as a Kobe, but also rock stars when I was working at Nike and at Philips. This is a must listen if you wanna make it and maximize your career. So I'm going to tell you all a little story. And, um, you know, this story dates back a couple years back. But, you know, it's a cool story. And uh, it's the first time ever meeting Kobe. You know, this was in London. Uh, Lillian Baylor's old school. Um, we had a, you know, it was I was with Nike. Nike Brand Marketing in London. In the film house. That's basically the head office in London. And, um... You know, I knew that there was a chance that Kobe was going to come down to London because, um, you know, the Lakers were playing the Timberwolves in the O2 Arena, and there was a slight chance that, you know, we as Nike, you know, I'm speaking as if I'm still working for Nike, but uh, let me just, like, take you back uh, 2010, right? Working at Nike, so this is a long time ago, early days, early days, but there was a chance that we would have Kobe for the entire day right but adidas paid for the lakers to come all the way to london right that is one expensive bill to pick up um and they paid for you know the minnesota timberwolves to to come over to the o2 arena because you know the nba puts on these games and they they go to china and they go to africa right so this time you know they went to london right so this was a good opportunity. I was living in London, so you know it was a good opportunity to you know to go there and obviously um, working for the brand, working for Nike. So there was a chance that we we get him for a day, but the thing is, Adidas was paying the bill, so they're obviously not gonna let Kobe like do you know do something on his own because they're like shit, man, we're paying for this. But you know, I don't know the details, but eventually, you know, the deal came through. We got Kobe for one day, right? So, you know, we worked as an entire team. I had a, I had my role, um, which was pretty cool because I had to do the Q&A session and I had to make sure that he had his branding and his clothes and his gear and the music and the boom boxes. And uh, I had to make sure that for the Q&A, there were a lot of people there and some press. Um, but the cool thing about it is, you know, when you get to work with people like that, you know, you, you obviously kind of automatically watch them. And you're like, how is this guy so successful? Because, yeah, he's tall. He's a cool guy. You know, I ain't gonna lie. This is one of the few times ever that I was starstruck because he just, 
and I believe he just won his fifth championship. Probably his last championship, I think it was. I'm not sure. Got to double check. Um, but he just came off a championship, or he came off a really good playoff run. And you know, you know when these athletes are. I mean, they're already stars, but when they just win a championship or they get a deep playoff run, they're like on top of the world. And like three weeks later, he's in London, and you're like, "Damn, this is this is Kobe." Shit, you know. And I remember, um, I was doing the Q and A session. My brother Marchi was also there. You know, Tika was also there. You know, Ali, um, Oliver was there. You know, video crew Ali, and a couple of cool people were there. So, um, you know, and I was a Nike guy, right? And and so they brought him in, and then he he walked to me, and I was like, "Shit, you're walking to me? Shit!" You know, gave me like a you know pound, little hug, and then we just went straight to business, right? So hey. I was talking to the crowd, okay, so basically, you know, Kobe Bryant's here, you know what I'm saying, and uh, we get to do it like this and this, you know, I was more professional on that, but it was cool, you know, it was super dope, and you observe him because you're with an athlete like that the entire day, right, so some people ask me, like today, right, because I'm also a coach for In Holland, Rotterdam, and also In Holland and Harlem, which is, which is basically, uh, you know, if you're not from, from the Netherlands, it's, it's a really, really cool university. And basically, if you want to do your bachelor's in the creative business, in the creative industry, it is, there's nothing better. Like, this is it. If you want to, that's where, <laughs> that's where I studied, right? So, um, look at me, that, that didn't turn out too bad. So, um, but I'm a coach there now. And they, you know, one student said, in your bio, you said you met Kobe, right? And LeBron. It's like, yeah, man, shit. And some people think it's a joke because it's like kind of far-fetched, right? Like, is it like, is this dude joking? This is like, this shit ain't real. You didn't meet Kobe, dude. You're just talking shit. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, we worked for Nike for a long time. You know, I used to work with a brand for nine years. I'm just calling it the brand. Because when it comes to sports, there's only one brand that matters, and it's Nike, okay? And the rest of y'all got to back up. You ain't got a shot. Nike, way ahead of y'all. <laughs> okay, anyway. Shit, I ain't even getting paid. This this should be sponsored by Nike, man. How hard I'm repping them. But, basically, yeah, I, I met them. But meeting them, right? Meeting a Roger Federer in Dubai, you know, and hearing his voice literally 50 centimeters from your ear. The real voice, not via TV, because you, you, you've seen a million interviews. I'm a huge tennis fan. I cannot play tennis for shit. If I had to save my life playing tennis, I'd be dead right now, okay? Because I cannot play for shit. But I love the game. You know, it's like maybe you love golf, but you can't play. Um, I mean, I love basketball, and I, you know, I'm pretty okay, you know, for Dutch standards. Probably get my ass kicked in the U.S. and other cities, but Dutch standards, not bad, you know what I'm saying? I hold my own, you know what I mean? Um, but you observe. You know, meeting Serena Williams and Venus, although Venus at that time was signed to Puma. Anyway, um, but, you know, it was cool to meet them, you know, and I'm a huge tennis fan, shit, man. And I, and I remember because at that time I was doing research for Nike and I was also researching Nike tennis, right? And I was re doing research for the Nike brand. Market research is key, right? You got to research. You got to understand what people want. You got to understand how people love the brand um, and what drives them, right? But the cool thing about meeting these legendary people, you know, meeting them um, is that you get to see how they behave. And there's a couple of things that I saw, right? They're calm. Even in the storm. 
Like, I also met LeBron James. Shannon Sharp would say, go James. I believe MJ, Michael Jordan, not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan is the undisputed GOAT. But some people believe it's LeBron, right? So, but meeting LeBron at Nike Town London was super cool. I worked on a LeBron tour um, with Carmen Saman, who is the VP of Foot Locker Europe right now. And we used to just be, like, I was an intern. She was a manager. And, you know, Hans Martin Rey, he was the he was the general manager for Nike Basketball. And Brian O'Connor, probably now VP, GM, Jordan Brand Global. So we used to work. Um, they were all they used to work for Nike Basketball at the time. Now they moved on to different roles, but some still work for Nike, some don't. But working on a LeBron tour for six months and then meeting LeBron um, in Nike Town, London, super cool, um, massive dude, but calm. They were calm in the storm, right? Because there were fans all around, but they were calm. Another thing, they were down to earth. They weren't like. They did not at one moment. I didn't have the feeling like, is this Kobe like the like the, the guy that just destroys players, scores like 82, 81 points in a game, average like 50 for like a stretch of 10 games, but they're calm and they're down to earth. But the moment they get the work, they're able to put their game face on and they're driven. They're driven. You know, they... They focus on what they love and they go all in. There is no half-stepping, right? It's kind of like Russell Westbrook. I'm happy he's with the Lakers. Laker gang. Laker nation. You know, my team. I'm a fan. I mean, I don't own a team, but you know, I'm a fan of the Lakers, right? So that's my squad. So, you know, a Russell Westbrook, who I've never met, but when you look at that guy from a distance, you can tell every game. And maybe you don't know him. He's known as the Brody, right? Um, but he plays every game like it's his last game. He plays with an attitude. He plays like, you know, I'm here to win. Shit, I ain't got no friends. See, once they, once he said I ain't got no friends, my only friend is Spalding, which was, you know, which obviously is the basketball. So poised, you know, have something to prove. So another thing, besides you know going all in. Another thing what I see is if you find that purpose in life, whether that is to help people, whether that is to make music, whether that is to make people happy, whether it is to make a shitload of money so you can take your family out the hood, so you can take your family to a better place, so you can provide. Whatever that purpose is, once you find it, you know, you can keep going. And that's kind of like finding your why, finding your purpose in life. Like, when you know your purpose, it's easy to keep going. If you don't have a purpose, shit, every, every fucking day is hard. Because you're like, what am I doing here? I don't want to be here in this fucking stupid-ass job. But if you love what you do, you're like, damn, this is amazing, man. You need to go home. It's 11 o'clock. But I love this place. See you in the morning. Right? Like, I'm, I'm right now. I'm at in Holland, Rotterdam right now, and it's 9 o'clock. Students have left like four or five hours ago. But I'm recording a podcast. Shit, I ain't going nowhere. Love this shit. So, another one. When times get tough, and the thing is when you have committed to something and you're going to do it for a while, you're going to have tough times. If you're going to do it for a week, probably you won't even you won't even 
get to that phase of tough times because you're just in a moment of this is exciting. You know, it's like when you go on a holiday, you want to pack your bags and shit, and then you want to go on the airplane, and then you want the plane, and you're like, damn, man, this is a long-ass flight. How long this flight, Bodo? How long we flying? Another nine hours. Shit. And you're like, damn, man, we've been flying for five hours, man. Shit. Damn, how long before we get there? Because you want to go to the beach, you want to, or whatever you want to do. But that's a pretty boring-ass trip. So the moment you're in it to win it, you're gonna, you know, there's gonna be a moment that's just gonna be not boring, but it's just gonna be the same shit that you gotta keep doing. Go to the gym. It takes a couple of months to get in shape. It takes a couple of years to get in really good shape, right? And then people start noticing, hey, you lost a little weight there, buddy. Or, girl, you been working them buns. I don't know what buns are, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> what the hell are buns? I don't know. But, you know, you've been working shit, right? Work that ass, work the map, shit, you're getting in shape. So, that moment when things are kind of boring, you gotta keep going. And if you don't have that passion, if you don't have that determination, you're gonna give up. So, determination is a key word. You know, yeah, you can you can stop, you can quit, but then what? You gonna be a quitter? You gonna be a loser? I don't know. That that's up to you. Like you can look and lose. I I still love you just the same, but I don't know. You want to be a loser, be a loser, but I'd rather be a born winner. So, and I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, but meeting Kobe, meeting LeBron, meeting Serena. Maybe, I'm not, okay, meeting Kobe was the best ever, but meeting Serena was pretty damn cool, man. Shit, you know? And she was also quite nice, but she's powerful, man, on the court, on the tennis court. Woo! She was whooping some ass on that court, but she's super nice. Damn, you know? And um, maybe other talented people, Cherry Henry. That was cool to meet in Dubai. I mean, Cherry Henry, I'm going to forget about Thierry Henry from France. Shit. You know? Legend. Very calm. It was cool, man. We were backstage for like a few hours doing interviews, and he was so cool, man. Cool brother. You know, legendary. Growing up being a fan, and then you get to meet guys like that, that's just amazing. Um, and you see, so these traits, right, you can pick them up. And then, okay, one I have never met. But one that I've seen so many times that is like two. You know, ones that I've seen so many times that it's like, it's almost like I know you. The GOAT. MJ. Fade away. Fade away. MJ. Fade away. Fade away. Perfect. MJ. Number 23 from North Carolina. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, man. The GOAT. Right? Focused. Determined giving everything you have by any means necessary I love that mentality that's the fucking mentality you gotta have we gotta win by any means necessary I don't care what I gotta do gotta get it done right super talented work ethic crazy you know and you cannot always be a nice guy and be the best so you cannot always be the nice girl and be the best. You know, empathy is a real thing and kindness takes you a very long way. Sometimes you just got to get, you know, you got to get in somebody's ass and say, hey, we're trying to win over here. Shit. We ain't trying to fucking lose. Go to that team you want to lose. You playing with this team? Step your game up, bro. Step your game up, girl. I don't know how, you, you know, I'm not a girl. I don't know how girls maybe, you know, in between each other say, hey, girl, 
shit, we're trying to win. You know, I know girls can be real competitive and shit, so. But hey, and another one, the last one. The best basketball player ever to live. Shorter than like, what, six feet, six two? Allen Iverson, the answer. <sighs> Man, he played the game. You know, also, calm guy. Confident, not afraid of anything. Fearless. You know, the moment you're fearless and you're not afraid and you believe in yourself, you can do anything. I mean, he he was skinny as hell, man. I mean, he didn't even do weights because he, he found it too heavy. But he was fast, he was fearless, and he was skilled. And that is what you need in life. You need to have talent. You need to be fearless. You need to have a goal and you need to have a plan. And you need to be able to put in that work. So yeah, MJ, you know, if you've seen The Last Dance, you see that MJ, you know, he was always on, on, on his teammates, right? He was always trying to push them harder. But he did it. This, he did it as well. He didn't say do five suicides and he, and he didn't do a suicide, right? Which is basically running from the baseline to the free throw line, free throw line to the baseline, baseline to the middle, all the way to the baseline, baseline to the next free throw line, all the way to the baseline, and then all the way to the other baseline and all the way back. That's one suicide, right? So if he asks you to run 10, he run 20, right? So you got to put your money where your mouth is. So you have these goals. Put in the work, you know? And I'm trying to add as much value as I possibly can. And you know what I love about it? Wherever the chips may fall, wherever the chips may land, let them land there. But I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're enjoying this community. We about to set up a Facebook group. I know Facebook is a little old, but old fashioned. But what I love about the Facebook group is that, it, you know, this, this can become a real community. And uh, we're going to add a Facebook group. We're going to add a website for this real soon so that, you know, you guys that want to build your brand can talk to other people. Like, how did you build your brand, bro? Oh, I built my brand like that. Episode number nine. Well, I'm not labeling and numbering the episodes because Apple doesn't want you to do that shit. And if Apple doesn't want me to do that shit, then I ain't going against Apple. Shit, they got like 40% market share of the podcast. So that's why I'm not labeling them. But you can obviously see the date. Um, and I'll let you know how, you know how it's going with when we're dropping these episodes. Because we already batched like four or five of them. Right? So now it's time to edit it. I'm, you know, and I'm doing that myself. You know, I'm learning this in Adobe Audition, which is super cool. Learning new skills. You know, that's amazing. But editing them uploading them launching them right but the goal is definitely one a week but we already batched five so we might try to even go for one every day but don't pin me down on that one but you know you gotta have goals see you on top baby